Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. I would call it a jam-packed episode. It is an episode, capital letters all around, of all uh, around. Uh, Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. <laughs> My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky, and, and um, I almost forgot to intro I, the show. <laughs> no, and I edit this together every week, and like it's just so funny doing this, like in real life over the Google Hangout or whatever what this is called where it doesn't look like it ever it could ever be salvaged but somehow we get it every there. time we get there yeah. um but yeah we're here it's it's regionals kids and so that means we're here to discuss season 3 episode 14 of Glee titled On My Way uh yes. and it originally aired February 21st 2012 I don't Looking back just now, I don't know why it's called On My Way. It's... it's not yeah, a, me neither. It's not a song competition, a song title. Right. And they don't sing um, the song. Uh, you know, I, I think maybe... And this is kind of a long shot and kind of dumb, but I think maybe it has to do with the very last beat of the show. I guess. Anyway, it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't really make... Oh, yeah, that is the last text of the show, is the all caps. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. That's the little last thing that happened, but uh, fine. There's a lot of content warnings with this episode. This episode Um, is so many. It is... So many, off the top. And the thing is about it is I find, like, coming from someone who watched this before... The first half of this episode's really memorable, for pretty obvious reasons. Yes. But then yes. the actual regionals performance, super forgettable. Like if you overall, had, I agree with you. If you come up to me and been like, "Hey, can you tell me what songs they sang in the season three regionals competition?" I would have nothing for you, not a dang thing. Right. Um. Yeah. Um. Because I don't think I knew what any of the songs were called. Except for I believe I can fly. Um, I believe I can. Hi- you know Kelly Clarkson's stronger. Which, yes, yes, which that we'll was another one. Um, and then the Warblers had a couple that I remember, but like I don't know titles yeah. or whatever. Um, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I suppose we are. Um, well, let's start at, at the top of the episode where Rachel and Kurt are looking at wedding dresses, and yeah. immediately the Flash just enters to be a dick as he does. He's even dragging Blaine here, which is weird because he's supposed to be in love with Blaine or whatever. No, he's tired of that now. He's 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 nothing. <laughs> he has no personality. He's here to bully. Um, yeah. A review I read referred to him as like a malevolent puck character, but like not the kind, not the puck from Glee, puck from a Midsummer, from Midsummer Night's, Night's Dream. <laughs> Somehow I knew yeah. that's what where you were gonna go with that. He has nothing to do with Noah Puggerman and everything to do with Shakespeare. Yeah, Kurt Kurt Rightly has the line where he just goes, we can't come here anymore. And I'm like, you right. have a point. 
<laughs> it's the only there has to be in town. There has to be a Starbucks somewhere. Yeah. So the Flash's new plan is to win regionals through blackmail by presenting Rachel with a photoshopped nude of Finn, where he is both fully nude except for a pair of red high heels. Oh, I didn't even catch the high heels, but um, yeah, he is wearing pumps in that. Good for him. Um, and they even like remark about his junk throughout that. Yeah, Rachel's like, it's not that size or color. And you're like, oh, right. that's information that's... I didn't need. Right. And in addition, um, can we confirm that Finn is 18 at this point? Let's fucking hope. Let's that... fucking hope. Because if not, that's bad. That's a, that's a full yikes. Um, also, uh, so he's like, I'll release this photo everywhere unless you drop out of regionals, Rachel specifically. Um, does manage to <laughs> sneak a racist joke in there, too. Yes, for as a treat. Where he says, you can um, come down with Asian bird flu or whatever else Tina Blowen Wang had last week. And I went, oh, oh no. God, no. Oh, God. I forgot what I was going to say because you reminded me of... Of Tina Blowen Wang, yeah. Yeah, oh, God. Um, oh, what I was going to say was, like, yeah, we drag Rachel Berry, but, like, cut the girl a break. She already couldn't do the last... That's true. She already had to be out of sectionals, and they Let still the girls beat sing. They still that beat other them. ones. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so they bring this problem to the Glee Club as a whole. Adults are fully useless, even though this is fully against the rules. Adults been fully useless. Like this is, like Will, Will's temperature gauge on when the time is to fight is just completely broken. Wrong. It's wrong. Not that like I mean, they, not that like he should support everyone going over there and beating the shit out of the Flash, but like this is harassment. Let's, yes, and blackmail. And also, once again, they should have intervened when a literal crime was committed. But you know, right? Come on. Um, yeah, Finn is done being chill, and that's understandable. Um, and Artie wheels in, enters with the show choir rule book, which I don't think we've actually physically seen before up to this point. Uh, Sue had it in the first season when she was, like, trying to sabotage them using the... She, like, walked in and being like, oh, well, official show choir rules, so you have to have at least 12 members. Oh, sure, It's sure, come sure. up before. Rachel's probably wielded it at some point. Heh, Probably. Rachel's not going to negotiate with terrorists. She's going on. The more successful you get, the more garbage they make up uh, of you. Um, yeah, and I, apparently now the, her entire future, including getting into Niada, uh, hinges on, on winning regionals. Yeah, and so Finn is hurt that she's more willing to perform at regionals than to save his reputation and not have a nude photo of him posted online. A plot line which, I mean, not that we, not that we never see it again, but like, in the it, last episode, it was a whole thing about how Rachel doesn't support Finn, and now it's just a quick, like, well, Finn, fuck you. And it's like, yeah, it's like, well, Finn, my, my dreams are more important than your uh, image. Fine. Yeah. Finn's hurt. Um, yeah. Um, cut to Sue and Quinn. We find out that Sue is pregnant. Mazel yes. tub, Sue. Um, it's amazing and confusing. Um in order to maintain her pregnancy, she has to take bovine supplements, question mark. Okay. And morning sickness is very real to her. Yes. Um, this counters with Quinn being like, I have a favor to ask you. 
Right. Can I arbitrarily rejoin the Cheerios despite the fact that there's roughly three months of school left? Yeah, that's true. She yeah, doesn't phrase that it, it that way. February. But that's... we know. Quinn suddenly, yeah. in an effort to, I guess, not be fully written off the show unless, um, requests being <laughs> on the Cheerios again. Okay, this makes no sense. Sure. It seems wildly out of character, but... This, and and ladies and gentlemen and non-binary pals, you have your C, D, E, and F plot right here. Yep. Whatever. Um, we cut to the stage, um, forget about Sebastian, I got a song... Blaine, Blaine says, has uh, emotions. Blaine also mentions the theme of this year's ins- uh, regionals is inspiration. Since when? <laughs> Since when do they when? A, have Since... themes, and B, right. are we just learning this now? Yeah. And C, uh, do they even follow through with it on this? Re- I didn't was not particularly inspired oh God, by yeah. anything. I mean, put a pin in that. Um, um, so he sings this song. I guess it's called Cough Syrup. Cough Syrup by Young the Giant. Um, which I like. It's a, it's a fun song. This um, he is, does well with it. This is one of the best performances on all of Glee. You I'm think going so? To, yes. I, I'm, okay. Yeah, this is one of the best performances on Glee in terms of, like, emotion, I think, and also just, like, maybe tech. Like, this is maybe one of the ones for me where the cover is slightly better than the original. I don't disagree. I don't like, disagree that the, that the cover is maybe slightly better than the original, um, I thought the theatrical, like, the theatrical device of it, of, like, we're cutting between Blaine's yeah. performance here and Karofsky essentially being, like, bullied. All of the tables have turned against Karofsky. We, well, because... it's Blaine singing Cough Syrup, and, which would be good on, it's good on its own. He does a good job of the song. It's a good song. Yeah. But it is intercut with Karofsky being outed at his new school. Yes. And then... Dealing with the emotional fallout from that before ultimately attempting to hang himself. Yes. All of that happens over the course of Blaine singing cough syrup. So it's a wild intercut, first of all. It's and a very second quick of all, journey. We are roughly five minutes into this episode, so it's there's been yeah. no there's been no Off build the up. Top. It's Just immediately into teen suicide attempt intercut with Young the Giant's cough syrup. Zero to 60. Um, I do think, like, besides the fact that it comes on really abruptly, I do feel like it, like, works as a scene, though. Yes. Like, emotionally, it, works it works. The only thing... And, like, I'm so sorry, Karina. You, you might log off the webcast okay. when I say this, but I just think Darren Chris was doing too much here. He has he only one mode of, and it's, yeah. and it's clearly, I'm sure the directors were like, this is what's happening while you're singing this song. So he probably was like, great emotion has to go yeah, play up to, the to back 11. Of the house. He did not know how to be subtle or toned down for this number, which like, right. yeah, I could see how it might be hard knowing you're, what it's being intercut with. Also, right. he's just a passionate singer in a way that like, he he's is. Not, He's very full of emotion, and it's sometimes detrimental. But regardless, great job, Darren Chris. Um, this is an iconic very... Lee scene, and I say yes. that not in the way that like Artie eating himself into the pool was iconic. This is iconic for people <laughs> being like, "Holy shit!" Like, look at this is a look at what Glee did. Yeah, and I think this is one where removing it from context actually helps it. 
because people don't remember mm. necessarily that this really impactful scene happened in the first five minutes of a regionals episode. So right. Oh god. I mean, like super well done. Like yeah. Like you were saying, the emotional arc of it hit. Yeah. Um. Also, like cool that we got a full. We got a number of like full songs in this episode. We did. I don't think all and of them were created equal, though. Agreed. But we get back from commercial break, and um, we have the only teachers in the school right, convening all the in Figgins' office. Yeah. In one room. Basically, to talk about like, th- like the aforementioned suicide attempt. Um, we have to be like a lot of so like. A lot of what is said over the next, like, we'll call it five, ten minutes of this episode is, I mm-hmm. think, handled pretty well overall. It's a because, little like, PSA, but yeah. Yes. What else are you supposed to do when you've introduced a plotline right. like such as this? Right. Like, they ha- they have to be careful because they don't really want to inspire anybody else to get the same idea. Valid. Mm-hmm. Um, Sue is emotional, one, because she's pregnant, and two, because the height of this happened... While she, she was, was in charge, yeah. Principal, and like she could have handled his pain better, but also how were we all supposed to know? Right. Um, because the whole homosexuality of it all, the closeted, yep, uh, Karofsky of it all wasn't known really at right. that point, I believe. Um, no. It wasn't our job to know whose job was it. Um, and then we cut to the God Squad praying for him. Yes. Um, oh, we also have like a really sad cutaway in that, like with. Oh my God! Uh, yeah, the dad. Ooh. Yeah, with like dad Sue is like I just finding him. Yeah, Sue is like I just keep picturing his dad finding him, and then they hard cut to to that, and it's so brief and so like guttural, and you're like, oh my God, that they that they showed it, that they it's... allowed him just to like. Um, emote fully through it it was intense it was intense and like i guess like bottom line is like well done glee Mm -hmm. this was a non-ironic not campy serious yeah moment moment, subject matter that hit yeah um i mean glee has always done its best work when dealing with like the teen sexuality plot lines and really even then only sort of the male ones because Santana's journey was really not given this much care or consideration. That's valid. Um, like, like we get considering Santana was also outed at school, and her and Karofsky were like beards for each other. Like, right. you'd think that it would be a good opportunity for Santana to have any sort of reaction to this situation. Mm, that's a great point. Yeah, like um, in terms of necessarily like knowing kind of what he's been going through and maybe caring about him at all. But no, they don't do that. No. Um, and kind of part two of, like, the checking your boxes with this, like, conversation. Like, yep. We get Quinn calling the attempt selfish, which is wrong, and Kurt calling her out for that, rightfully so. Yes. Um, have Him being the one to say have some compassion. Like, yes, you went through a hard time, but... Um, yeah, but they have was... Quinn fill the role of someone who's like, well, I, you know, I had a hard time and I ne- would never consider right. uh, doing this. And Kurt to be the one to being like, not all hard times are equal right. and you don't understand what other people are going through. Right. Um, Kurt also feels responsible because of the conversation that they had last week and that 
Karofsky kept trying to contact him. And he kept on not and Kurt answering the calls. D- didn't pick up the phone. Yeah. Um, so And that's why he joined the God Squad today to basically just sit in prayer with them in a Yeah. In a good way. Um cut to the hallway, Finn and Rachel coming to terms with this as well. Um didn't This is wild to me that we have like this whole plot and then we suddenly have to sort of weirdly pivot back to Rachel and Finn right to this that they they're using this big emotional moment to give like forget their fight that they were having about the leaked nudes and also somehow make it about them and deciding to get married immediately right um on uh-huh. brand I guess um there is though the line where Rachel's like, life's too short. I think we should get married now. And Finn goes, I have Jim. Yes, that was good. Like, again. And that was, I'm like, okay. That's. Okay, Glee, you got me there. And, like, that's the right kind of Finn reaction. Like, that's the, a, that's the chef's kiss of yes. Finn. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, by the way, and again, I don't know if I texted this to you already because I forget who I texted about Leah Michelle to. Um, <laughs> Homegirl showed up in my dreams again last night. Oh, good. Um, I don't know, something... Ab- she's she's part of your life now. It was wild, man. Um, but, yeah, so I am being haunted by Leah Michelle. Um, I also... So we're recording this the day after we recorded um, our previous episode. And after mm-hmm. watching... After recording that previous episode, I watched the Spring Awakening documentary. So it was just a, a full day... We, all Leah Michelle all the time. Yes. The vibes all over the place the vibes michelle (laughs) um (laughs) anyway um cut back to the coffee shop um sebastian is just fully 180 yes he has literally undone every single bit of his character the man who felt no remorse about almost blinding a kid or threatening to leak nude photos of someone or who's just constantly done nothing but bully is suddenly like right done with that right Especially hey guys, because we... I'm good now. Uh, right, especially because we cut to what we can imagine is that time where Kurt, uh, Blaine, and The Flash ran into Karofsky at the gay bar, where yeah. The Flash is essentially like, you're overweight, stay in the closet, LOL. I would never date you, yeah. yeah. But just bu- more bullying. It's bullying, yeah. bullying of The Flash. Yeah, um... um so now he also feels responsible because he was rude to Karofsky and look what happened. Right. So all bets are off. So, We're, uh, Warblers are going to win fire. fair and sp- square. Dal- uh, not Dalton. Blaine, you're welcome to join yeah. the Warblers set. He doesn't, but okay. No. And that they are making donations. They're doing collections and dedications for Karofsky in this performance. To gonna raise money for him. I forget what the uh, to the Born This Way charity. I think which Lady is Lady Gaga's Born This Way, which is oh, a real yeah. charity. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Fine. Um, cut to the peanut butter circle. Yeah. Now we're back in PSA territory. But like, um, so question for the room: Do they mm-hmm. not have peanut butter in Ireland? I think it might have just been. I'm sure. They had peanut butter in Ireland. I'm sure. I would guess it's maybe not as prevalent of a food. Like, Americans do love peanut butter, probably, in a way that I think is not common elsewhere. Mm. So perhaps it's not just, like, it's inaccessible in Ireland, but more like it's just not come up in Rory's life. Sure, but the way that, like, they played the scene was like, get a load of this guy who's never heard of peanut butter. 
Yeah, they definitely were like foreigner. Um, <laughs> Again, but, you Irish, we peanut butter. Yeah, those are the only two. If you're either Irish or you're peanut butter, um, exactly. Um, yeah. So, he, and I do like that. Even the like rest of the Glee Club is like, "Hey, what's the point of this? Like, <laughs> why are we doing this?" And it's right. Will launching into a story, being like. There's always something to look forward to if you're ever feeling like there isn't, you know, don't don't kill yourself. And you're like, thank right. you, Will Schuster. He gives us his I almost ended my life moment. Yeah. Where, where like, he got caught cheating on a math test because he was having a hard time in school. And then, like, his dad had to pick him up and he couldn't face his dad. Um, which I don't think, look, again, like, I'm not here to judge your traumas anybody but i don't think that's the same as what yeah. karofsky it's not had gone through and i do like it feels a little bit like even matthew morrison knows like this material's not great but he is trying to sell it as best he can and to like he he kind of turns it around at the end being like you never know what like the last straw like what could push someone to the edge is going to be like, Which yeah, is it valid. is a little bit like, let's compare traumas and you shouldn't do that. So, but, and so he yeah. do, he turns it around a little bit at the end, being like, you never know what could be the last thing that, like, brings someone to that edge. But also, never forget, like, let's go around and talk about some things we're looking forward to. Which, Which is very range sweet. from, like, sincere to jokes, and frankly, ends with Tina, who says... I just want a I would song. Like a song. <laughs> and and yet this episode still doesn't get one. No. They had every opportunity to make good on this one throwaway to give joke. Tina her song, but no. Justice for Tina. No. Uh, for some um, reason Mercedes is I want to see Rachel Berry's kids and I'm like that seems like out of all the when? goals that Mercedes has, that's it. Right. Not like I want to win a Grammy or any of those kinds of like uh, things no okay zoinks indeed um cut to hey it's regionals y'all it's regionals now all right sad stuff done <laughs> done we, we we checked that, that box that plot line about like teenage suicide move over move now over. it's time for the singing and dancing competition yes because our judges are a commissioner a plumber union teamster and Sven Googles, a a horror movie show vampire-looking character guy? That's apparently a parody of an actual thing. I believe that. I don't care enough to know any more about it. Right. But they did bring a vampire onto this episode. Fun little goof. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. There is officially one vampire in the Glee universe. Um... Uh, much like sectionals, regionals are once again just held at McKinley, which makes me feel like Lee yeah. just didn't feel like trying that hard this year. Um, right. But okay. I mean, okay. Um, so we get the Warblers performance. We start with, I guess, is the song called Stand? The song's called Stand, um, which I gathered from the fact that they said stand a lot. Uh, it is by <laughs> Lenny Kravitz, apparently. Oh. It's fine, albeit a bit cheesy. So my whole like my whole note with the warbler set here is I don't think the acapella fully worked this time. Yeah. I don't like either they needed a band or they needed more voices to be 
doing the instrument sounds, I think. Yeah, it just sounded um, like an overproduced bunch of voices. It didn't sound like a cappella. Yeah. Yeah, they and, do this um, they do this Lenny Kravitz song. It's boring mostly. Um it, yeah, I mean, I was I think my note was like this is nice and like you get like Finn Frankenstein stands up. <laughs> he does. And, and it makes me laugh because he's clearly just following instructions on the song which say to stand and he doesn't like stand <laughs> up and like clap or move he just sort of stands like and stands still and then one of the other glee clubs is like why are you cheering for your rivals and he's like life short you should try it and then kind of just continues to stand um until everyone else is like okay i guess we're standing now tall guy done stood i should too i guess yeah right fuck anyone who's sitting behind him you can't see a shit anymore (laughs) yo that's truly it this guy is like six foot four and like you have no choice but to stand he's yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, this song is not memorable. If you tried to get me to hum any part of it now, I would no longer remember it. And I watched it about two hours ago. Same. Um, followed by, hey guys, remember The Wanted? That yes. band that wasn't One Direction? Literally, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I knew it. I knew One that that's what you would think. The Wanted. I believe it. Um, this song. Because those were truly the two schools of thought at the time. Uh, yeah, but look who's doing better now. It's not the wanted. No. This song is, they, they do Glad You Came. It's fine. It's like, to me, this was the um, available on iTunes song of the episode. Like, absolutely. The one that's like, this is a chart topper right now. This is a popular yeah. song. Here you go. And The Flash is the new Blaine. Yeah. Fine. Um, um, so. Now we know for sure because we saw the whole set. There was no cutaways. Like, they only got two songs. Right. And New Directions fully gets three at the end, so... Right. So what gives Glee? No continuity um, for Glee. Minus one point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone do the math. And so then we get the Golden Goblets, which is like a madrigal high school team. Yes. And they're fully singing madrigals in, like not Victorian, like, old-ass garb. Yeah. I, I can't think of the word right now. It's Medieval, fine. that's yep, the word. there it is. Yeah, so... There is exactly one fun fact about the Golden Goblets in this performance. What one is it, Karina? One of them is Abby Shapiro. Who's Abby Shapiro? Ben Shapiro's sister. Ah! <laughs> oh. Ben Shapiro's sister no. appeared in an episode of Glee, and considering Ben Shapiro has, like, kind of recently tweeted i think something along the lines of all of our society's moral problems were caused by glee this is extremely funny to me was she the 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 one girl that had the one line to finn nope she's just one of the like background singers you you can't you have to like be a pause ninja to be able to like pick her out but she is there it's on her imdb page which has that and one (laughs) other thing Oh god, I need an ibuprofen after that. Um, then this is enough to like send the Glee Club into their regular pre-show. Oh man, they're really good. What are we gonna do? Same like, thing you always do, guys. Try to take over the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's backstage. Like that's where they break the news. We're gonna get married. Deal with it immediately. The Glee Club. After. We still want everyone to be there. Yeah. They're um, planning for this immediately after, which does back. There's a lot of questions about what time regionals takes place, because right. quite a bit happens afterwards. So I assume it's early to mid morning. 
it's it has to be because like at the end we like that all happens in broad daylight yeah it's daytime when they leave but whatever so on on hulu there is a commercial break here yeah and this is where i wrote down the following paragraph because my mind just could not get past it for some reason um can someone break down for me the rehearsal process of one episode of the show much less multiple episodes over a season because when do they do the rehearsals learn the music record it learn the choreography and film all the staging for a weekly show i'm wondering how, what that process looks like from like an act top like, to toe like in the real world of like what it was like yeah you can actually read about it in at least naya rivera's memoir and maybe also uh, Jenna Ushkowitz's, I haven't read that one in full. Oh, I didn't but know she d- had a, a, a memoir. Yeah, they do break down, like, well, for, like, the first 13, they were doing it all, like, previous, like, beforehand. But, yeah, they're basically just working nonstop. Good for them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we have the New Directions performance. So, song number one. It's, uh... So, I don't know. It's it's mashed up with I Believe I Can Fly. Like it is Nicki Minaj's Fly. And you can hear the Nicki Minaj yes. when suddenly both Santana and Blaine are rapping in a way that sounds like... Like, the only reason I was able to clock it was Nicki Minaj before I looked it up is because both Blaine and Santana do what is essentially a Nicki Minaj impression while singing. Yes. The, the one-two punch on that was wild. I didn't think it was a good choice, actually. Like Santana, maybe, um, but not. It's not her strong suit. And it was. Un- I thought it was undercut by Blaine. I think. I think if, um, I think if Santana was the only one doing those sections, it would have been fine. Yeah, and even then, it would have only been fine. It still wouldn't have been good. Santana's way better at any other kind of singing, basically. Sure. I thought this one was maybe kind of not good. Um, I enjoyed it. Um. I like that there was plenty of, like, features, of course, except for Tina. Yeah. Um, for a regionals number, this was d- a disappointment for me. For a competition it, it, sure. number, I was like, meh. Okay. You know, it's interesting. I don't know why, but it worked for me. Even having an R. Kelly song in there, which, yikes, but, um, I don't know. I think it, maybe it was just a really good mashup, in my opinion. Um, I like, also didn't it, realize it was a mashup until, like, halfway through, and then I'm like, oh, okay. Right. And Rachel's dads are just so proud. Yeah, they're they're there. And also, like, Kurt and uh, Bert and Carol are there, too. And you're like, oh, there they are yes. in the audience. Yeah, I was yeah. very unimpressed by this number. I was like, this oh, is... Oh, man. Different not... strokes, I guess. Yeah. Song two, as we said, Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger by Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. Clarkson. This was good, um, but, like, it was always was going good. to be good. Because this is, like, the one promised treble Trouble tones yeah. song that was promised to them like at the end of the sectionals episode where they're like hey come back to the glee club we'll give you a song yes great it's good but it's still not like it, it's good but it's as good as all the other treble tones numbers we have heard are sure yeah it's Which not I mean, like, like there i don't know if there's a bad treble tone song there's though, not so like but so it's, it's still pretty good but it doesn't have the same like it's still not as good as rumor has it someone like you mash up. Uh, it is just sure, absolutely. Uh, it's just a color rubber Kelly Clarkson song, and you're like, yep, there it is. Yeah, perfectly um, serviceable, very good. Yeah, not yeah. competition episode worthy. Agreed. Imagine if they had taken all of the actual best songs so far 
and like actually just did them. and actually use those for the competition rather than like and like yeah. led up to it with these songs that were dealing with now yep so that they can build to something pretty spectacular that would have been um, better but that would have been better um and then song three is um i, I don't know what it's called it's but called um here's to us figured because is, they say here's to us a yep, lot yep it is by a band called Hailstorm. Hailstorm. hailstorm all right um I've never, I've never heard it before and or since, frankly. Same. Yeah. And it's mostly Rachel, and then it has some like cool staging. But the thing is, they keep cutting back to her dads, and like her dads are like really startled by this song and get really emotional about it. Like, right. Like they're just filled with so much. I assume pride, but it makes you the the look of it and the feel of it makes it seem like that she's singing a song that means a lot to them. And I can't figure out why they want us to think that. <laughs> like, Jeff Goldblum is just there looking like he's going to cry because Rachel's finally singing this song. And I'm like, we've never... This isn't even a song that any of us could have placed where it came from. And we've <laughs> not talked about it before. And we'll never talk about it again, no, I'm guessing. They're, like, so proud of her. but for And, like, she sounds fine, but... To me, it was kind of giving, like... Oh my god, I did not know my baby could sing. I am so yeah. proud. Look at this gift. Right? And I'm just like, they've been knowing. Like They've been knowing. That's part of their whole deal. And also, it kind of implies, like, is this the first time they've been to a regionals? Like, I mean, I think it might be, because I feel like it would have been a plot point. Even if it, not a plot point, like, a line. That, it would have like, made more my sense. My dad's are in the audience. Not to be timely, um, it would have made more sense if she was singing Don't Rain on My Parade again. Yes. Yeah. For her dads to be having yeah. that reaction. Yeah. Instead, I guess, I guess they just love this song by American metal band Hailstorm. Hailstorm. It's a metal band? I think so. Yeah. Hard rock, heavy metal, alternative metal. Man, I was fully listening to the song like, this is a fucking country song and I don't care. No, it's a... So... I mean, I thought Rachel Berry, Leah Michelle did pretty solid here. Yeah. When when Rachel Berry, Leah Michelle is like actually acting like as something that isn't Rachel Berry, Leah Michelle, like mm-hmm. she's pretty great. Like she's charismatic, she's magnetic. She gave a great performance on this. Um, I know I'm also colored by watching the Spring Awakening documentary last yep. night, in which I did see her as Venla all those years ago. Mm-hmm. So like, girl can do the thing. Yeah. But also, like, this could have been Tina. You could um, have. Also, I thought of you because I wrote, Chekhov's Rafters has paid off in regionals. I know. Because... Now everyone is, like, <laughs> remember everyone's skulking up in those weird box seats? Here they all are to create a wall of yeah. sound. This scene reminded me, it had, like, uh, spelling bee energy of, like, what's the one with two... Two dads in Spelling Bee. Oh, um, Logan. Yes. Logan Schwartz and Grubinier. It had that kind of energy of, like, watch me, my two gay dads, and be proud of my ability. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see that. And the, I just, I, it it didn't, it was good, and everyone yeah. seemed very moved by it, but I just didn't under, it seemed like they were like, wow, this song is so significant. And right. it just it was like a weird pull of a song. I do think, I do think this was the I'm trying to remember what the other, like, competition sets were, but, like, 
aside from the one where they did Valerie mm-hmm. and like the end of the original thirteen, I feel like this was one of their better competition. I think I sets. so. Season one where it's "Don't Rain on My Parade" and mm-hmm. uh, the end of that sectionals where they also do. Maybe you can't always get what you want. I don't remember what they do. Um, right. But I also like the season one finale where they don't win, but is also pretty good, I think. But maybe I'm thinking about the fact that it has Bohemian Rhapsody in it. Um, well, that's the... Well, oh, right. That is that is the season one finale, right? Yeah. So, yeah, they do Don't Rain on My Parade, You Can't Always Get What You Want is in the sectionals, which were both really good. Yes. In regionals, they do all the Journey songs. So yes. the, the any way you want it, love and touch and squeeze in, and the don't stop. They do don't stop believing in that one. That one's pretty good. Yeah. Season two is when they do Valerie. So the best one. That's sectionals, right? Yeah. Man. Because then they start yeah. trying to do original songs, and you're like, stop. Because that yeah yeah because regionals was original songs right and we yeah. were like why and yeah. also yeah, that one Her. okay um, um and then and then their nationals was original songs all the way through oh right 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 anyway so they win regionals it does not feel deserved to me I disagree I mean I don't think any of them were very good but it, it did not feel like their best show well that was the I mean, I agree with you on that, but of the three groups, I do think that they had the best set. I don't know. The Warblers singing The Wanted was not bad. It was all, It was not bad. I guess I was... I guess my problem is I was met on most of the songs, but I really... I kind of actively disliked the Fly I Believe I Can Fly mashup of the New Directions, so that, mm. that put them down a peg for me by doing two songs that I was like, okay... And then one that I was like, okay. I actively didn't like this. Sure. I, maybe it should sure. have gone to Abby Shapiro's. Uh, <laughs> we'll never know. Choir. We only saw 20 seconds of them I know. madrigaling. Give us a full madrigal. When you think of Glee, you think needs madrigals. Uh, um, my, my note here is just, yay. They did make yeah, use of that um, vampire, though. They wheeled him out in a little sugar, coffin. Yeah, and then at the end when they announced that the New Directions won... Sugar practically football tackles the Runs dude. up and, yeah, just hugs him so just strongly. Around the waist. Yeah. <laughs> and good, yeah, I wrote, good for them. They're happy. Um, now we keep going. This is, we keep you know going. What it, was? it felt like this felt very much, both, both times this season, actually, has felt like New Directions had to win to keep the plot moving because they needed mm. to keep filling the show. And, it, and I could feel it both times this season in both competitions yeah, so far. Yeah, that's it. This felt like a plot um, win, not like a, okay, yeah, they like they did it. You des- Like, you earned it, yeah. You're like, well... well we yeah, know. I mean, and that makes perfect sense because, like, both competitions in this season where it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, we have a competition next week. Yeah. We they, should find some songs, huh? They don't even really bring up that it's regionals until halfway through the episode after they've dealt with a much more serious plot line and performed right. a much better song. So... yeah. Um, and, um, we get Sue and Quinn back at it. We have to wrap up that little plot. Yeah, I guess Um, Sue is like, I want you back on the Cheerios for arbitrary reasons. Right, so here's your uniform back. We get a quick, um, shot of her in the hallway with 
with the uniform, uniform on. on. And she's like, hey, Rachel, I support you. Can I come to the wedding? And Rachel's like, please Yay. and thanks. Yeah, that's it. And everyone's like, it's about living your dreams out, I guess, towards, I don't know. There was I some guess. moral. Um, right. We're in the hospital then. Kurt visits Karofsky. Another well-done um, scene, sort of smack in the yes. middle of all the weirdness. Um, yes. We do get confirmation um, that at least one of Karofsky's parents is homophobic because he says his mom was like, you have a disease and you can be cured of this, so... Right. Yeah, yeah this is kind of where we fully get, like, the learned buildup of it all yeah. with his mom and his best friend won't talk to him. Plus, like, I don't know if we actually fully mentioned it. Like, not only was he outed at school and almost, like, bashed, but then he was, like, fully, fully cyberbullied. Cyber yeah. On Facebook, and it was just kind of continuous. Yeah, that so. was part of the PSA of it all, was Will being, like, between Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr, there's so many more places to be bullied than when we were kids. Right, which, I mean, yeah, you check the box, but also valid. Yep. And I guess the solution he's gonna, is he's going to go to yet another school. Yep. Um, but this is kind of where we have sort of the reconciliation of Kurt being like, look, We'll be there for you. Yep. There are people that love you. It's going to so be hard. It's going to be hard. But it gets but, better. But it gets better. Check. Yeah, here's box. our... Um, gets better of it all. It he has Karofsky yeah. go through like that same like think about something you're looking forward to. Yeah. And it, it works. It's, it's, it's actually very nice. It's Kurt like yeah. coming in and doing his Kurt, Kurt bit of the whole thing. But yeah. This was the best plot line that they somehow managed to handle pretty well. The only misstep is that they stuck it in this episode with yeah. regionals and a whole bunch of other weird bullshit. Again, could have been its own half hour. Yeah. Thing. But no, it's it's about 15 no. minutes. And they and they agree to be friends. Great. And that's good. Yeah. yeah. We like that. Um but we're st but we're still not done. So I feel okay. like it's annoying to bring this many people with you to the justice of the peace for your marriage. Like, I feel like the I whole mean, point of the courthouse wedding is that it's basically just, like, you and your partner and maybe your parents or a couple witnesses, and you don't bring your whole right. group club with you. It does kind of defeat the purpose. Yeah, if you're um, going to have six bridesmaids, you should maybe put a little... rent out, like, a room or something. Yeah. Also, like, we get real quick, Sue congratulates Will. Yes. Um, and, like, wants to actually help them win nationals because she's a proven champion. And Sue what's has... the catch, Sue? There is no I catch. I don't think there she's is nice. one. So, yeah. I was watching an in-depth video essay about the Vampire Diaries. Don't worry about it. But apparently <laughs> there's a plot device on the Vampire Diaries where vampires have, like, they can literally switch on and off their good versus evil, basically. Like, right. you think it might be a metaphor, like, oh, vampires are have seen so much, they have weird morality. No, apparently in the Vampire Diaries, there's a mechanism in which they can turn their compassion and their humanity on and off. That's kind of what it feels like Sue has. Oh, a thousand percent. Sue just has a nice switch that someone's flicked on on her back. <laughs> And just no one's turned it off because they're like, hey, we actually kind of like this, uh, nope. this kind. No, she's got to be nice now. Time for nice, yeah. Sue. Okay. Which, great. We're not complaining. Um, what follows is kind of my favorite scene from, at least comedically, of this episode, which is the parents <laughs> of uh, Finn and Rachel standing around being like, oh, well, what have we done? How did we get here? We have to yeah, stop this like, marriage. 
And at one point, I think Jeff Goldblum's like, okay, we create a distraction. Yes. When they say, does anybody object? I'll say, I do. And then Carol, you can use your feminine wiles on the judge or whatever. Like it's, <laughs> And we'll it's get Rachel so out to the and car. Leroy, you can, where you yes. can drive us. I don't drive. And also, yes. like, some point he to points Broadway. out. To Broadway. Right? Straight to Broadway. And at one point, he's like, there's not even Patty Lapone could talk her out of this. Barbara, maybe. maybe. Barbara. But she's probably shopping in her own private mall. Her Did you know she, no, has, she has her own private mall. mall? It's like, Jeff Goldblum was like... And Carol's like, just like... Huh? Carol is, sees Bert going, what? And he, she goes, Streisand. And he's like, okay. Like, <laughs> these four adults are having a good time. Jeff Goldblum <laughs> is weirdly leaning fully into this role in a way that you're like, okay, Jeff Goldblum. Get it. He commits. Yeah. He commits. And it was basically the only part of the episode, besides a couple of other lines where I was like, all right, this part's, this part's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and all the meanwhile, going to the chapel is playing, playing in the background. Yep. My other gripe is, considering this was, like, plan- they knew about this a day in advance, they all scraped together matching bridesmaids' dresses and got changed yes. very quickly, considering they yeah. had roughly mm, two, three hours' notice. Totally. And, um, yeah, they're all in matching Barbiecore bridesmaids' dresses. Yeah. Um, Quinn's is at home for some pink. reason. Well, yeah. she's gonna go, she's gonna go home, and now she's driving to the to uh, the courthouse and um because it's now or never and they're trying to stall as much as they can because they need quinn to be here and everyone is texting quinn from the cheerios to rachel it's just rachel rachel just texts her twice that's all it is no i i thought i thought the cheerios also like no that's her phone background message from the her phone background says go cheerios on it um okay but rachel texts her like where are you hurry and Quinn, who's driving, checks these test Texts. messages, goes to text back and that she's on my way. On my way. And then gets hit by a car. Car crash. Yeah. Um, Don't text and drive kids. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. But Yeah, we've, we have a lot of morals in this one. Um, because the, my last note is, in conclusion, there's a lot going on here. The fact that we started with suicide and ended with a car crash caused by texting and driving is and that's bookend those are bookends for the singing and dancing competition that is the core of the <laughs> yeah. show is wild what the fuck oh god so yeah and it's like a cliffhanger also i want to know how this all came about uh um, it, it feels like part of it came about because ryan murphy's like you know who i think needs to suffer more diana agron another thing where i'm like what was happening behind the scenes where he was like Let's give her these bananas plots for funsies. Like, it's not surprising that they were like, Lee was like, we should do a texting and driving plot line because it was very much in the world of that time. And Lee likes to tackle current issues. But it is wild that they, A, stuck it on in the end of an already serious jam-packed episode. And B, that they chose to do it to Quinn, who's been through... Every other serious plot line after school special wise, this this <laughs> show. Right. Can somebody else get an after school special? Right. Quinn is the only one being who's living an after school special, and everyone else is just living a sort of fun Fox comedy drama. <laughs> it's true. Man, let the girl rest. They were like, "Oh, you thought you were out? Well, here, now get hit by a car." I I mean, I could imagine like 
and I, I have no proof of this, Diana Agron being like, yeah, I think I might be done here, and Ryan Murphy being like, but what if we put you in a car crash? That she's at fault for, too. That she's at fault for, too. That gives you so much acting to do, Diana, you love acting. Yeah, don't you want to act your way out of this car crash? Um. <laughs> and Diana Agron's just sitting in makeup like, okay. She's sitting there being like, this contract can't go on forever. Soon I will be free. Right. And yeah, then the episode fucking ends. I'm imagining a, a Let My People Go reference there, mm. because uh, Diana Agron is Jewish. Of course. Um, anyway. You know... Let's talk about songs. For such a... Here's the thing, though. For such a jam-packed episode, I had surprisingly little to say about it in a lot of ways. Like, I have far mm-hmm. less notes on this than I have some other episodes. Yeah. And I think it's just because a third of it is just regionals that were mostly unforgettable. And, like... They take up a lot of time with the Karofsky plot, but there's only, like, so much you can say about it. It's just, like, a... Right. It's an episode that is both very full and then also sort of, like, well, there there it is. That's it. Done. Right. And I think because, like, when they handle these kinds of things well, like they do, yeah. there's not much to say about it because, like... I mean, we, we, we have a show where we basically criticize, or critique, critique. where we, we review, we recap, we critique <laughs> this entity, and, like, there's not How much a whole to lot say to critique. Here. Yeah. The Karofsky stuff in, was like, pretty and well that's done. Great. The regional yeah. stuff was pretty mediocre. Why'd they put Quinn in a car crash at the end? Like, <laughs> that's sort Bing, of bang, it. boom. Um, but, yeah, I guess we can talk about music. And a, a, a weird episode for music. Yeah, all these count. So there's actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven songs this episode. Mm. Uh, you have to take one of those seven songs, purchase it with your human adult money, and add it to your uh, iTunes collection. Uh, which one will you be choosing? Your choices are Cough Syrup, Stand, Glad You Came. She, uh, Well, She Walks in Beauty is the Golden Goblets one, so maybe that one doesn't count. Um... The mashup of Wait, Fly- did they release a full one of that? They surely did not. Um, okay. Fly, I believe I can fly mashup. What doesn't kill you, parenthetical, stronger. And here's to us. Which one of these are you doing? I think I'm going to go with cough syrup. That's the correct choice. This is the one where there's a correct choice. <laughs> and it is that. Uh, I will also be doing that because it's just genuinely a good song. And if you remove it from its context, yes. then it's just Darren Chris. you can't see his face, doing all of that. So it's just a good cover. Good song. It's just a good cover by a talented young man. Yeah, you're like, yeah, correct. I would listen to this maybe over the original, which is, of course, yeah. the highest praise you can give a Glee cover. Um, Truly. Not even... They, uh, I just checked on Spotify, at least. They did not release uh, a Glee version of She Walks in Beauty. But you can listen to it being covered by other people so thank god there's that for you (laughs) oh man well i guess we should plug things now oh Um, i didn't know that well she walks in beauty let's talk about this real quick is actually a poem by lord byron so Mm. that's why and lord byron was the dad to ada lovelace that's the fact i know oh and he may be had sex with his sister. Zoinks. Allegedly. Or allegedly. <laughs> I guess like, allegedly he didn't, but there was a lot of drama. And Harriet don't come Beecher, for us, Hive. Harriet Beecher Stowe of Uncle Tom's Cabin had a lot to say about the matter. 
Wow. Anyway. Spinoff series. History podcast time for you. I <laughs> guess we can plug some other stuff. Yeah, the show is at Glee Aggressive, gleeaggressive at gmail.com. Um, be sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe. Um, tip the show if you'd like. Mm, the, yeah. There's instructions in the show notes and at the top of the show um, by our ACAST uh, robots yeah. friends. Um, where can people find you, Karina? Oh, also, you can email us. Oh, yes. At email G- us at gleeaggressive at gmail.com. What should they write in about this week? Um, uh, you can write in if you can name any other song by the band The Wanted. Without I remember, it like, up. there was one other song, and I don't remember what it was, but it sounded a lot like I'm Glad You Came. But what was it called? Exactly. If you can name any other Wanted song without Googling it, just email us. And I'll be impressed. Also email us, like, I think I know the answer, but, like, email us, like, who do you think would win in a fight, and how would that go down between The Wanted and 1D? Well, Who's fighting who? How are each of them fighting? What are original like, how, five like, members of One D or current four? Is Zane in this fight? I mean, I think are, that... they, st- are they all still? T- um, all original five. How many members of the Wanted are there? I think there's also also five. five. Of course, there is. Disgusting. I think there was a threat of violence between the two of them at one point. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh really? Oh, well, my bad. Not real violence, boy band violence. You know. <laughs> it depends on what era, anyway, but I do believe that it's possible One Direction could come out on top. Because for a while, a couple of them were boxing to let out their emotions. Oh. Where can people find you on the Where, internet? You can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, uh, iBrods on TikTok, ianjbrodsky.com. What about you, Karina? You can find me under the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, which is Epic Adventure of. Oh, okay. That one felt like, it. like, like I said, it's... Normal. It really, it depends on the episode, of course, of, you know, how long we talk. But it was like, I was like, we're going through this. I'm like, I'm not sure if we're going to get to a full hour discussing this one. Right. And we are coming in at just under an hour. Yeah, so. so um, I guess. So let's wrap this up. A gift for the audience, perhaps. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for watching. Uh, you can join us next week when we will be talking about Season 3, Episode 15. Um, which is entitled Big Brother. Mm. Ian, I'm going to give you a miniature spoiler of this episode. We've seen we've seen a little bit of this with Gleek of the Week. We have. And also, it was this episode that the one Glee song that was on my playlist for my wedding is from. So. What song was that? We, uh, you'll find out. Oh, God. But just know, while you're watching, one of those songs was one that I had to fight for to get on my playlist for my wedding, because Zach was like, no, we can't have Glee. <laughs> we can't have Glee songs at our wedding. And I was like, you're right. But this one, yes. But we will. <laughs> and just this one, and I won. So everyone, everyone who's watching along with us can watch this episode and try to guess which one of the songs performed in that episode ended up on the playlist for my wedding. Uh, so, Ian, I gotta ask, does this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next episode of Glee? Actually, yes. I'm interested to see where it goes. Fair enough. Good for Glee. Glee.